Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Welcome to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personality shaping the stories. Thanks for joining me on Special Edition. I'm Paula Dagnan. This week, we'll find out what palliative care services really means. Looking for the gotta gotta have toys or gadgets this season? I have two guests who have all the answers. We'll get an update on KRZ's Cares for Kids program. Find out where you can help local children with an evening of great music and fellowship. Travel to Little Theater of Wilkesbury for a new adaptation of A Christmas Carol and starting us off. Denise Coomer. She's here with the Photos with Santa and of course Your Pet is the Star to benefit Tracy's Hope Hospice Care and Rescue for Domestic Animals. Well, it wouldn't be Christmas time without Photos with Santa and Denise, you're supplying them and they're for our pets. Where and when? December 9th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. It's at Tractor Supply in Wilkesbury. The address is 2456 Sansui Parkway, and it's going to benefit, of course, our organization, the animals. The cost for the pictures are $13, and in addition, we have a bake sale, a basket auction, and we're going to be selling some Christmas jewelry and gifts for children and pets. And tell us about Tracy's Hope for the folks who aren't familiar with your organization. Well, Tracy's Hope is a nonprofit organization. Our mission is to save animals and to help animals through their medical issues. Um, we also do hospice care. We do animal rights issues to help to prosecute the animal abusers to the full extent of the law. And we do rescue. And it's all for the animals that you're doing, all of the different things. And you folks also hold a very popular purse bingo. And dare I ask, have you already planned the date? Any of the other things that people might like to know so that they can start changing their calendars around? Actually, it's April 28th, and that's at St. Mary's Center in Scranton. Doors open at 11 a.m. The bingo starts at 1 p.m. There's going to be baskets and, and prizes and some gorgeous purses. Our grand prize is going to be a designer purse with $1,000 cash in it. There's going to be a cash bar. There's going to be lots of hot food. It's going to be a fun time. It's going to be a really fun time. You can purchase your ticket at Tractor Supply when we go down for the pictures of with Santa Claus. They will be on sale. The regular price is $25 a ticket. But before Christmas, if you purchased your ticket before Christmas, they're $20 each. 
that it might be a very good stocking stuffer. And if somebody walks away with the purse and that cash, it would be an even better stocking stuffer. Oh, that would be wonderful. Yes. It's a good prize. We have some really good prizes. Well, it's a lot of fun. I have to say I was there last year and had a really good time. Didn't walk away with anything, but that's okay because, again, it was a lot of fun. The people are the best, and it's all for the animals. Yes, you're helping animals by attending. And by coming this December 9th, you're helping them. So while I have you here, and since you are one of Santa's elves who's helping out all the animals that Santa delivers presents to, too, how about giving us the official Tracy's Hope invitation to your upcoming fundraiser. It is December 9th from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. You can uh, get your child's picture or your pet's picture taken with Santa Claus, and that's a cost of $13, and that goes directly to the animals. Again, we have a basket auction, bake sale, Christmas jewelry, and we're going to be giving out gifts for children and pets. And this benefits our animals. It is at Tractor Supply, 2456 Sansui Parkway. The address is Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania, but it's in Hanover. Come and support our animals. Thanks, Denise. Again, that's coming up this Saturday at Tractor Supply in Hanover Township. Coming up on Friday night, Stephen Perillo is here with the details of an evening full of great music, fellowship, and a chance to help local children in need. It's happening at Moving River Ministries in Wilkes-Barre. Stephen, we're ready to go. You are already going, and you've already done some of the different Christmas selections throughout the area. How have those gone so far? So far, so good. We had good attendance. We got a lot of hat, gloves, and scarves already to help the kids in need this year and pushing forward as always. And that's why you're here. So let us know where and when and why, of course. Devoted is going to be doing our original Christmas music. And then we also have a gentleman that has been playing for churches for about, I think he told me it was like 62 years. And he's going to be playing sing-alongs and a composer piece on the piano and organ, which is going to be dynamic because I've heard him play. And for his age, I'll be honest with you, you would never think it. When he's behind that instrument, he's, you swear he's like 30. Well, it does keep you young. <laughs> You're going to be wrapping up, uh, and this is going to be the last one for the season, right? The last one will be on Friday night, and that's going to be at Moving Rivers Ministry on South Main Street in Wilkesboro. That is going to be Voted Band as well as Broken Road Duel. We're going to have uh, two different bands playing. Again, we'll be doing original music. Mary's baby boy child has come. He was born in a lonely star. Among the animals there was love. Among the animals there was love. Hope you can see the light that shines in me. Hope you can see this thing called love. And Broken Road does country-style music. They do a lot of sing-alongs. We have just a great time. That's who did the last concert we just did. Um, we're both together doing it. And people are just having such a great time. They didn't want us to stop. Who is going to be the benefactors of this particular program? 
for the children. Also, we're looking for hat and gloves, scarves for the local community. And how does that work when people are coming in order to, in case they've never brought a donation to one of these ministries before? They just got to bring it in, drop into a box, and that's it. And, and if you can't afford it, please come anyway. You know, we're not doing this because we just want you to just bring things. If you want to come and just enjoy the music and fellowship, that's awesome too. Just come and have a great time. It is Christmas season and it's time for giving. We have the gift and a duty to serve. Those who need help, don't you see? All gifts are different and so are the needs of lives that we touch you and me. Anything else that uh, our listeners need to know, Stephen? I think that's good. We're doing a lot of things going on, and we're looking forward to the upcoming events. And we're also looking forward to next year, actually, because of all the things that are coming around now that people are calling me about. So I'm trying to set the schedule in January where we can go for the whole next year as well. Excellent. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. God bless. There's always great fellowship, great music, and, of course, helping others when Stephen Perillo joins us here on Special Edition. That one's coming up Friday night at Moving River Ministries in Wilkes-Barre. Now it's time to get an update on KRZ Cares for Kids. Here's Tori Thomas. Tori's here, and you are playing the part of one of Santa's elves along with so many other folks. What have you got that's going on? This is so cool. We've been doing this for a number of years at 98.5 KRZ. It's called KRZ Cares for Kids. And essentially, uh, we are helping out some area agencies that have children under their care. And those are Luzerne County Children and Youth, the Domestic Violence Service Center, Luzerne County Head Start, and new this year, the Outreach Center for Community Resources in Scranton. Now, they've got a ton of needy children under their care. So what we do is right around October-ish, we send them a template where the kids can use to write a letter to Santa Claus. When we get all of the letters back, we scan them individually and upload them as links onto the KRZ website. And then we ask our listeners to go there and take a peek at the letters. And if one speaks to them, they can quote unquote adopt it. So basically what happens is our listeners are fulfilling wishes to the children under the care of those agencies. And it's been hugely successful. And we even had to pivot uh, with COVID. In the past, uh, we used to have folks bring all of the Christmas gifts to the radio station, and then we'd have the agencies come once the deadline passed and pick them up. But now what we do is we just have um, our listeners deliver the presents directly to the agencies, and it's just it's, it warms your heart to see how generous the KRZ listeners really are. Well, now I can officially tell you that the other listeners to our local Odyssey stations are also going to be very generous because... You've just expanded it to more than just KRZ. So if someone is listening and they would like to find out how they can get involved, where would they go, Tori? Um, Go to 985krz.com and right on the homepage, you will see the KRZ Cares for Kids banner. And by the way, we got to thank the folks at Wayne Bank who um, are presenting it this year. They helped us out greatly with this. Um, So, yeah, that page has all the information you need and all of the letters that are still available for adoption. And speaking of those letters, 
Can you give us a little bit of an idea of what the kids are looking for, what they're asking for, toys, clothes, a mix mash of all kinds of things? And that's kind of the thing that's a bit heartbreaking um, to see when you get in there and start looking at the letters. Um, You know, some of them are your standard things that kids would want for Christmas, maybe a video game or something like that. But others are bare bone basics. Uh, They need clothes. They need school supplies. It's just it's really heartbreaking to see these basic needs that these kids have uh, that they need to to reach out to get. Once the person goes on and checks out do they have to then let you know what letter they've picked? How does that work? Yeah, there's actually, when they get on the page, there's step-by-step instructions on how to do it. But essentially, what they there's an email address on there that is special to this program. It's called caresforkids at 985krz.com. What they'll do is they will email me at that email address, tell me what letter they want to adopt. I make sure it's still available because these change often. You know, we take the most recent, I'm sorry, we take the oldest one in because the request comes several times a day. So the first one to request a letter is the one that's going to get it. I will send a confirmation email saying, yep, you want it, letter 20. Letter 20 is available. And I give them step-by-step instructions on how to proceed from there. And then what happens when they do purchase the items that the kids are looking for? That's where it's a little bit different than it had been when we first started this program. Um, Each agency has their own method for delivery of toys and presents underneath their care. For example, the Luzerne County Head Start has a window with which you can deliver the presents. Uh, Luzerne County Children and Youth, along with the Domestic Violence Service Center and the Outreach Center for Community Resources, all give you a phone number and an email address where you set up an appointment to drop off the present. In each case, I believe the deadline is going to be somewhere around December 8th, where you need to get the presents to their agencies. Okay, so if anybody is listening, we want to make sure that they are getting on that right now. And anything else, Tori, that you think we are our listeners and all the new listeners that you've just received today, uh, the need to know about this? Yeah, I mean, if there's a letter available and they want to adopt it, but maybe there's one or two presents on the letter that they can't fulfill for whatever reason, don't feel like you have to buy every single present a child has listed. Trust me when I tell you anything that you do for these children, just a couple of items on their wish list, they would be so appreciative. Well, you're the lady in charge, so I'm going to let you issue the invitation for folks to check it out, the where, the when, and I think we all know the why. Yeah, please go to 985krz.com and click on the Cares for Kids banner and peruse the available letters and please try and help out these needy children this holiday season. Our Odyssey sister station, 98.5 KRZ-FM, and the KRZ Cares for Kids program. Again, Tori Thomas, promotions director, telling us about all the details, and there's still time for you to get involved. Now, it's time for A Christmas Carol. It's a brand new adaptation that's coming to Little Theater of Wilkes-Barre. General Manager David Parmalee is here, and he has all the details. Oh, it is the holiday season. And David, what would it 
be without something from Little Theater of Wilkes-Barre, and you have something really exciting. What is it? We do, Paula, and thanks for calling to talk about it. Every other year at Little Theater since 2017, we have produced the beloved family Christmas classic, A Christmas Carol, by Charles Dickens. And of course, A Christmas Carol was written as a novel. It's probably his best-selling book of all time, even though it's his shortest book. And we all know the story with Scrooge and the Spirits. So over the years, it was written in the 1840s, but over the years, in the century or two since then, many, many authors have adapted A Christmas Carol for the stage. In fact, Dickens himself used to read the book aloud in public, and it was a thing he did until almost the week of his death. So it's a novel that translates very well to live performance. And this year, we are staging a brand new adaptation of A Christmas Carol by a Canadian playwright named Justin Haig, and it's never been performed in the United States before. Now, how did it ever make its way to Wilkes-Barre? This is one of those fun things that can happen in the arts where, as they say, a bluebird flies in the window. Uh, Justin is a professional playwright. He's produced the play many times in his Canada Canadian environment up in the Toronto area to very good reviews. And he simply sent us an email. He said, general manager at Little Theater, would you be interested in my script? And I read it and it was charming and delightful and a little bit shorter than most of the adaptations. And I said, this is intriguing. So we showed it to our play selection committee. They loved it. And our directors and our cast are loving it too. It's a different version of it, a little bit of a twist with all the familiar characters and of course the same plot. And we won't spoil it for the kids who haven't seen it, but of course the adults know how it goes. So we are truly looking forward to bringing a little special flavor to A Christmas Carol this year. And we just want to make sure that our listeners know that this is not a musical version? No, it's not. Um, there are musical versions of it. Uh, there was a, a famous film with Kelsey Grammer made where music was written, etc. And they've been performed in the area. Uh, but this is what, what they call a straight show, play without music. And it's the more traditional version. Well, just just, just so everybody knows, because sometimes they walk in and little theater known for all different types of theater. But a lot of times they think, oh, it's got to be a musical or it must be a musical because it's a Christmas time or something like that. So we just want to put that out there for everybody. Now, because it is written by a Toronto based writer, it's still going to have a local cast, though, right? Oh, absolutely. Our uh, director, Mark Finkelstein, is a veteran of Little Theater from some years ago, and he came back to direct it. Uh, Walter Mitchell, who first performed at Little Theater in 1954, is assisting him, and a very capable staff and all local actors, exactly. And by the way, there are three original violin pieces written for the show by Pratik Gandhi, who's uh, a co-collaborator with Justin Haig in Canada. Uh, but there are points in A Christmas Carol where there are dances and carols and things like that. So we do have a little original music to offer. Absolutely. We go to Fezziwig's party. That's right. Yeah. So we have to be able to get up and get up and dance in the aisles. Exactly. They clear out the warehouse and turn it into a dance floor. We don't know how they do that, but they always do it. All right. So now we have everybody excited that this is coming 
Tell us where. Of course, we know a little theater, but you better tell us that just in case we have somebody's listening who maybe hasn't been there yet. Well, yes. And folks will often come into that building and I'm there all the time. And it's wonderful to hear them say, I used to see films here as a kid because it started as a movie theater in the 40s and 50s or talk about how a family member was in a show in 1970 or something like that. And of course, we have records of all our shows on our website at ltwb.org. So if mom or dad or grandmother or grandfather was in a show, you can find it. Uh, But we're just a couple of blocks back from Commonwealth Hospital on Main Street. Uh, And everyone kind of knows the area, the old North End, but a lot of folks haven't been there in a while. So we say bring the whole family, 537 North Main. Uh, You know the area. Seek us out. And we open on December 8th. That's a Friday. And we run until the 17th. It's Fridays and Saturdays at 8 o'clock and Sunday matinees at 3 o'clock. And, of course, they're very popular for families with kids. And you mentioned the website. And you can also get your tickets through the website. Am I correct? We can. You can actually pick and reserve your seat. Uh, Tickets are $20. Because of the generosity of so many local individuals and businesses and foundations, we are able to keep live theater very affordable. And if if you don't enjoy reserving things online, just call us, uh, 570-823-1875. We've had that number forever. And you can ask our box office manager to reserve tickets for you. They'll take a message and call back and confirm. David, I'm not going to hold you back any longer. I'm going to give you the microphone and allow you to invite everyone to a Christmas carol at the Little Theater of Wilkesbury. Well, thank you, Paul. And we do have another special treat I should certainly mention. Uh, Because the play is a little shorter than most adaptations, we're going to have our intermission after a Christmas carol. And on, uh, we hope on every performance, but so far on at least four of them, the Fridays and the Sundays, we're going to have local musicians and vocalists sing Christmas music for you for act two, so to speak. And you can actually sing along. Uh, we've got vocal artistry studios with Kim Johnson coming for both matinees. And we have Claire Alfred, who's on our board, bringing some of her friends with keyboard and vocals on the two Fridays. And we may have a surprise to announce on the two Saturdays. So it will be a two-act experience. A first act would be Christmas Carol, brief intermission, and then back for Christmas music together. So we'd like to invite everyone to be a part of that December 8th through 17th at Little Theater. And just in case somebody was listening and said, wait, I missed all that, they can find it on the web. (laughs) They can, ltwb.org. Thanks, David. And of course, the curtain goes up this coming Friday evening at Little Theater of Wilkes-Barre. Still looking for those hot gifts this holiday season? I have two guys who have the answers next on Special Edition. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Now on special edition, gadgets and toys. We're going to hear from a gadget guy, but first, it's the toy guy. His name is Chris Byrne, and he has the hot toys this holiday season. And where to find them? The toy guy is here, and I need to know what's hot. Well, there is so much that's hot this year, uh, but we're going to start with Lego, because everybody loves Lego. The Lego City and Climbing Center from the Lego Group, when you put it together, it stands about probably about 16 inches tall. It's three levels of play, and it looks like an outdoor winter wonderland. There's pretend rock climbing, a ski jump, and kids can build it following the guide, or there's a Lego Builder app that lets you create other configurations as well. So it's really, really immersive play, great fun for kids. That's about $119.99. And then collectibles continue to be really huge. Hatchimal is one of the hottest collectibles out there. The Hatchimal's Alive Hatchy Nursery uh, comes with these eggs, and they're about two inches tall. They're small eggs, but when the when the water from the rain cloud goes down the rainbow chute into the pool, these plastic eggs literally hatch. It is magical to watch. Kids love it. It's, it's just sort of, you know, easy magic, and kids love that. The, the nursery is about thirty four ninety nine for kids three and up. Uh, it's going to sell out. And then dolls, always big sellers. We uh, really love the Fresh Beats collection from the Dr. Lisa Company. These are 10-inch dolls inspired by rock, hip-hop, and pop fashion. They've got hair. One has bantu knots, and you can actually then tease it out. You can do all kinds of different ways to play with them. Really just very representational and lovely role models for kids as they discover themselves through play. Well, something tells me you're not done yet. I am not done yet. Now, there was a movie that came out this summer. Some people have heard of. It was based on Barbie. Uh, it was at the Barbie the Movie Mega Dollhouse. It's the only dollhouse from the movie, only place you're going to find it from the movie. It's Mega Blocks, 1,795 pieces put it together. It is gorgeous. Uh, it's really great. And again, it's, it's, we think this is one that adults are going to love as well. They're tending up $149.99. And then 25 years ago, there was a sensation. Well, it's back again. Furby, Furby Interactive from Hasbro. He, he uh, comes to life. He says he has 600 different reactions, five different songs. Let me see if I can get him to, to wake up here. See if I can get him to wake up. But you can say, hey, Furby, dance party. And Fur Furby will start to dance and do all kinds of great things. That's just one thing. But he's voice recognition now. He's really super cute. Uh, comes in several colors. And just super silly. Also, at the holidays, it's really good to have games. And one that's back from 25 years ago is Cranium. The Cranium 25th Anniversary Edition game is from Funko Games and Hasbro. It's got new content, but it's the same game where instead of just answering uh, trivia questions, you can sing, you can draw, you can sculpt with clay. It's really, really popular. And finally, the silliest game of the year, but super fun. It's called Doo Doo Kangaroo. Yes, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's a plastic kangaroo that sits on a toilet. You feed it donuts, 
and then you you flush the toilet, and eventually it's going to go crazy and spray donuts and doo doos all over the table. The trick is grab the donuts, leave the doo doos from Moose Games three and up, nineteen ninety nine. Totally silly. Oh my gosh, Chris! I can't believe it. You you're bringing back Furby. I had a Furby. Right, you probably did. And you know what's so interesting is technology has grown so much in the past twenty five years that when this came out, I was going really Furby again. And then I started to play with it, and I thought, oh my gosh, Furby is really cool. It's still a kid's best friend, letting encouraging kids to be themselves. Just really, really great item. And when you talked about the idea of cranium, that's another one. Do people still play games? Oh, absolutely. Coming out of the pandemic, there have been so many games because people have rediscovered what it's like to sit around across the table from people and play games. And what the great social experience that happens, it's great for intergenerational play, too. There are all sorts of different games out there. There's a, a line called Kitten Games from Exploding Kittens that were designed specifically for adults and children to play together. And both of them have a great time. Yes, I've actually seen that one in action, and it is quite an experience. So you you mentioned Barbie, and then you talked about the dollhouse. What about the Barbie dolls? I know with the movie, you would think that they're coming back. Well, Barbie's had a, had a very good year, and Barbie isn't just the movie doll. And a lot of those were, were bought by collectors. Barbie collectors, a huge market out there. But the thing about Barbie is Barbie represents so many different body types and hairstyles and skin tones and careers. And Barbie is just really a rich experience. I, I like to say there have been billions of, doll- of Barbies made over the years, but everyone is different because every little child brings it to life in a different way based on their imagination. And does that include Ken as well? That does include Ken. Absolutely. Ken can come along. <laughs> okay, just w- just want to make sure, just want to make sure. So now that we have an idea of the toys that are going to be the must-haves and the, oh my gosh, I can't believe I got this. When do you start looking for these things? I know you're going to tell me probably the 4th of July, but we didn't get to talk to you till now. Well, no, I, I think that things really, you know, just to understand the toy industry, things really get into stores around the beginning of October. But now is the time to start looking. And we always recommend if you see something you want, buy it. There may be some sales, but what is the cost of your peace of mind? So you might save a little bit of money, but there are sales going on now too. Black Friday has expanded into two weeks and Cyber Monday. It really is. There are deals throughout the season because people are shopping online. But whether you go online or go into the store, if you see something you want, best to put it in your cart so you don't stress out later in the season. So is that the best strategy? Buy it when you see it? I think so, because again, who wants to be on December 20th or or whenever, you know, two days before your holiday and going, oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm going to get this. You should be making cranberry sauce or hanging out with the family. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Or playing with them if they've already been found in the house and weren't hidden that well. So Chris, is there anything that we've left out? And if not, definitely we need to know where our listeners can go for all the best information. Well, I think you can find many more of these and many more toys at thetoyguy.com. We try to keep a link to where things are in stock. So if you click on where to buy, you're usually going to find it in stock. But it changes almost by hour at this time of year. You're the best. That's all I'm saying. You're the best. Well, thank you so much. Great to be with you and happy holidays. 
Chris Byrne is the Toy Guy, and you can find out more at toyguy.com. Maybe it's tech toys and gadgets you need. Now joining me, Jim Fellinger. He is the Director of Communications for the Consumer Technology Association, and he has what you need to find. Jim, are you ready? We're going to talk top tech gifts, and I know so many people love these things. So what are you really hot about this coming holiday season? Well, Paula, I think there's a lot to be excited about this holiday season when it comes to tech gifts, but there are a number of trends that I think are really, really interesting. I'll start off with one thing that I'm watching this holiday season. Tablets and smartphones are seeing a huge surge in popularity. Now, we know that these products have been popular for a long time with consumers, but what's driving the surge around this holiday season? Well, we think it has a lot to do with the fact that the ways people are consuming entertainment is changing. So if you talk to people from my generation, and I grew up in the 90s, most of us are used to getting our entertainment from sitting in a living room and sitting around a TV. Well, for younger people, that dynamic is starting to shift. We're seeing a lot more entertainment being consumed from smartphones, from tablets, from new mediums. So that's just one of many things that I think is worth watching this holiday season. There's going to be such a surge in interest in these particular products. Well, that sounds like it's a, it's a good place to start because when you talk about all these things, like you said, they have been popular, but now they're even gaining in more popularity. So what should people expect when you say tablet, smartphone, can it get any smarter? Well, that, I guess that's for, uh, for, the, for the good folks at these companies to figure out. But these products are getting smarter and smarter. And I think more interestingly, Paula, they're getting more interconnected. So we're seeing a lot more products that operate well with one another. So smartphones, tablets that are able to connect to the smart home technology within our homes, things that, able, that allow us to control the lights or our security systems or heating and cooling. So I think that's a big part of what's driving this interest. But Paula, I want to actually point you to one other trend this season that I thought was really funny and really surprised me to see in some of our holiday numbers. We're seeing a huge surge this season in CD buying. And this really surprised me at first. I, I, I was digging into these numbers and saying to myself, why are people buying CDs with the prevalence of apps like Spotify and Apple Music and all the options that we have now for digital listening? Well, guess what? I think it has a lot to do with nostalgia. People are buying the products that bought, that brought them a lot of joy in their younger years. And so we're seeing this big surge in CDs. I know a lot of Taylor Swift listeners out there have been buying her new music. Lots of those CDs have been selling over the last few weeks. And we expect to see that trend continuing into the holiday season. So again, lots of really interesting stuff to keep an eye on as we're going into to the, the holiday weeks here ahead. CDs, what do they play them on? Well, they're, they, believe it or not, stereos are still sold. Um, and people held on to a lot of that technology. You know, for a lot of us, the old CD player, the old stereo maybe has been sitting up in the attic collecting a little bit of dust. But most people held on to a lot of this technology. And so it, it, it becomes a fun nostalgia experience to go back to rewire some of that technology and uh, I hate to say this, listen to it the old-fashioned way, if you will. Wow. Considering the fact that a lot of times now when you buy a computer, laptop, desktop, 
they don't even have any way to put a CD in there or a DVD. Uh, it is it is incredibly surprising, but you know what? Technology trends often are. I think that, uh, you know, about 10 years ago, people were very surprised to see vinyl records starting to grow in popularity. But as vinyl records became popular again, so too did the devices that, that ultimately played them. And so there's been a big resurgence in the development of that technology. Paula, it will be really, really interesting to see if that's the trend that continues here um, with, with CDs and, and other more nostalgic technology. But one thing I want to point to this year that, that I think is particularly exciting is the fact that a record number of, of adults are going to be buying technology this holiday season. Giving gifts that uh, pertain to fashion, so clothing, shoes, that remains the top most sought-after gift this holiday season. Over 90% of people do their shopping for those products. But 81% of the population is buying tech gifts this holiday season. And I think the context for that is really important because gifts that used to have no technology in them, things like cooking appliances and toys, now have computer chips and software in them. Um, and so it's interesting that as the world around us becomes more tech-focused, it makes sense that we'd be buying a lot more tech gifts for the holiday season. Well, if VHS comes back, Jim, I've got it made in the shade, let me tell you. <laughs> That's right. You know what, Paula? I think I've got a collection sitting somewhere in the basement as well that, uh, that I would love to get going again. There's a whole generation out there that doesn't know the fun of rewinding your tapes every time you watch a movie. It's, you know, they're, they're, they're missing out on, uh, on our generation's nostalgia. So with all of these different things that are out there and some things that seem to be coming back, are they in good supply? Do people have to think or should they have thought months ago, gee, I should have bought this? How, how are people out there shopping for these things? Well, that's a great question, Paula. And it's an important one, especially coming after a few years of the pandemic when supply chain issues really did have a strong impact on, on what people were able to offer. In the last year, we've seen those issues really begin to uh, correct through the market. And um, most, more retailers, more suppliers have the resources and stock that they need. But it's a great question about shopping early because one trend this season that I think is particularly interesting and worth noting for any Black Friday shoppers is the fact that holiday deals moved up to a record early time this season. More shoppers than we've ever seen before did their holiday shopping in early October. And there are a number of reasons for that. Some of it might have been what you described, that, that fear of, of, of supplies being limited um, as time went on. But one thing that we're looking at is the fact that online retail deals like Amazon Prime Day are making it easier and easier for people to take advantage of those deals earlier in the season. So if you're planning to be online for Black Friday this year, you might just have a little bit more room to work with in the mall um, because more and more people are looking to those online deals and even deals beyond that, like Cyber Monday. And why do I think, Jim, that Santa has already placed under your tree a trip to the big CES 2024 in Vegas? Well, I couldn't think of anything better from Santa this year. Uh, but for those who aren't familiar, CES is the world's most powerful technology show. It takes place in Las Vegas. Every January, we have companies large and small from around the world 
the biggest brands in tech and all of the little startups that you've never heard of. My favorite part of CESR show every single year is something called Eureka Park. It's where we gather over a thousand startups from around the world, people with new groundbreaking ideas. Um, if you ever want to truly feel inspired, this is the best place to go. You just see so much ingenuity, so many people who are looking to tackle some of the world's biggest problems like sustainability and access to health and equity. Um, technology is addressing all of those issues, and you see that on display at our show in Las Vegas. It's a very exciting thing to be a part of. And if you want to learn more about how you can get involved, visit ces.tech. Well, maybe that will be under someone else's Christmas tree, a trip out there as well. Anything that we've left out, Jim, that you'd like our listeners to know? Not a whole lot. It's, I think just be on the lookout for those holiday deals earlier than ever before. The real key to remember going into next year is that brands are going to push their deals all the way up to October. So right after back to school wraps up, that might be the time to start thinking about what you're going to put under the tree or, uh, or, or whatever it is that you celebrate this season. Thanks once again to Jim Fellinger, Director of Communications for Consumer Technology Association, and of course, to Chris Byrne, the toy guy. Coming up next, we're going to find out exactly what palliative care means on Special Edition. Now on Special Edition, welcome Dr. William Logan, National Medical Director for Palliative Care Services with Carillon Health. Dr. Logan, it's a pleasure to have you here. First of all, we've heard it. Many of us have been faced with it, but a lot of people don't understand what is palliative care. Well, Paula, thank you for having me. Um, Palliative care is a medical specialty that is specifically directed toward the relief of suffering. And that's really the best way to put it. It's a medical specialty that comes alongside your primary physician and your primary specialist to help address those issues of both the disease itself and the healthcare processes and treatment, both of which can produce suffering in the lives of folks who are experiencing serious illness. Um, so that's, that's what we do. Then a lot of people don't hear about it until they are, they, until they encounter a hospice situation. But now, is there a difference? Is it the same? Is it just a new way that you refer to hospice? Can you explain that for us? Sure. And, and Paula, that's a great question. A lot of people get palliative care confused with hospice. Hospice is a special kind of palliative care that's delivered specifically at the end of life. So hospice is an end-of-life care service. But palliative care is a medical specialty that can come alongside your primary physician or your primary specialist at any time during a journey with serious illness. So it's a specialty that can even address suffering in the context of illness that's completely curable. But all of us have experienced the fact that illness produces suffering. And the illness itself causes the suffering as well as some of the medical treatments that people have to go through in the midst of those serious illnesses. So as palliative care comes alongside in the midst of a curable illness, it just simply helps with the the quality of life, and it helps folks really live their best life, even though they're suffering from serious illness. 
Would it be possible for you to give us an example of whether it's maybe even a cancer? So where and how would it fit in in something such as that? Absolutely. Paula, as as you well know, now many cancers can be treated and either cured or put into remission. But as soon as someone hears that diagnosis, cancer, fear strikes them. There's suffering associated with that. And as anyone who has um, suffered from a cancer or been treated for a cancer or walked with a loved one who has been treated for a cancer knows, suffering comes right along with that, even if the cancer is ultimately curable. Palliative care as a specialty can come alongside that patient and their caregivers in the midst of that journey and provide support for them, education for them about that disease process. And one of the most important things that the specialty of palliative care can do is provide specific education about the things that people fear. Those things that people fear are the things that drive them to have to use services like the emergency room or an acute hospitalization that may come outside of the normal treatment of that disease. And that suffering is terrible. All of us understand that if you have to show up in an emergency room with a complex illness, that can be a really uh, difficult experience. So if you have palliative care, palliative care gives you that education and helps put in place the planning so that those fears can be relieved. And it puts the control back into the patient's hands and the hands of the caregiver. It really does relieve suffering. What would that then do for a disease such as Parkinson's? Parkinson's disease uh, is a very difficult neurologic disease that causes individuals to suffer deterioration in their ability to move, in their ability to speak. And it also causes things like falls. Falls can be very deadly, particularly for an older adult. Palliative care in the context of a neurologic disease like Parkinson's can help by coordinating the health care, the many medicines that might be used in the context of a disease like Parkinson's, educate the individual suffering from the Parkinson's and their caregiver and help them put in place plans and treatments at home to help them be more successful, even though they're suffering from this incurable and progressive disease. Palliative care then can help prevent those events that might result in an emergency, like falls. And it also can help protect those individuals who are suffering from Parkinson's from complications of the many medicines that they may have to take to treat that illness. Then are we looking at physicians? Are we looking at nurses? Maybe it's social workers. Uh, Who would make up the palliative care group of people? That's a great question too, Paula. And I'll tell you to begin with, physicians who are palliative care physicians are specially trained in palliative care. Like I said, it is a medical specialty. But in Carolina Health, our team is made up of the palliative care trained physician, 
nurse practitioners or physician's assistants who are specially trained in palliative care, and also social workers and nurses who are specially trained in palliative care. So all of those disciplines are specially trained in palliative care, and we join together in what's called an interdisciplinary team. That team is able to put all of their heads together. And as somebody very wise once said, in a multitude of counsel, there is safety. And so in that interdisciplinary team, we're able to bring all of those disciplines to bear in that person's life and help really provide them with some really outstanding and powerful support. And are we also including family members, caregivers into this as well? Paula, as you know, the caregiver suffers right along with the patient. And there was recently a New England Journal of Medicine article that showed that much of the suffering that the patient goes through is experienced by the caregivers and that their trajectory of illness, the caregiver and the patient, go in parallel. So palliative care does address both because we recognize that the caregivers are suffering right alongside the patient. And so bringing those caregivers into alignment with the patient's goals, really helping them communicate well, and alleviating those fears that they might have, both the caregiver and the patient, is a very powerful tool in the midst of serious illness so that that caregiver is able to walk alongside the patient more powerfully and keep that patient at home and in control of their health care. Dr. Logan, is there anywhere that our listeners could go in order to get more information, especially so that they can become better educated in what questions to ask and how to find out more about whether things like that are available in our area? Absolutely, Paula. We've got a great website. It's carolonhealth, all one word, dot com slash palliative dash care. That's Dr. William Logan. I'm Paula Dagnan. Thanks for listening to Special Edition, a weekly look at the issues in the news and the personalities shaping the stories. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 